0: Hey, hey, Minus 3 is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There's no better place to make every moment more than with FanDuel great odds and markets for the NBA, NHL, college basketball, NFL draft, and so much more. Great new and existing user promotions for America's number one sportsbook for so many reasons. It's easy to use. It's safe and secure. You get your winnings fast. I mean, like in two hours, kind of fast. And, of course, it's fun to combine multiple bets from the same game into a same-game parlay. All you have to do is you go to FanDuel.com or you go to the app, and you'll see the most popular same-game parlays right when you log in. And if you're new, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started now. Here's what's the important thing for you, the listener. Sign up using the promo code MINUS3, the word minus the number three, so that they know that your pals here at MINUS3 in the Extra Points Network sent you And now, Eddie Spaghetti, let's start Minus 3, shall we?
1: Minus 3 with Dave Damoschek.
0: Yes, hi and hello, sports fans. Welcome to Minus 3. We're eager with anticipation for another weekend of March Madness. The NBA playoffs are getting closer and closer. We're going to be talking with Will Brinson from the Pick 6 podcast, now daily, now available streaming live on YouTube. Make it out one of the more entertaining and informative football, nay sports podcasts out there for your ears. Will Brinson going to be joining us in just a few seconds. And speaking of eager with anticipation, a lot of new look NHL teams as the trade line uh, trade deadline is coming. gone. Pittsburgh Penguins, Ricard, Raquel. Ooh, high-skill winger for Geno Malkin. They're now three lines deep, at least, with some high-end scoring. They're going to be a factor in the Wales Conference. So, too, Eddie Spaghetti's blue shirts, they've they've juiced things up a little bit. Tyler Mott, Andrew Cobb, Justin Braun now in the fold there. Max Domi with the Canes. Will Brinson's team looking good. Bottom line is, all these teams, Bruins looking dynamite with... uh, with uh, their little rat fella, Brad Marchand, back in the fold after his suspension. It's going to be great, is the bottom line there. And the cap's coming on. When I'm wrong, I say I'm wrong. I didn't think Washington was going to do that. I thought they'd get worse as the season went along. But they're on a little mini-roll themselves. NBA, Lakers and Clips tracking to play each other in the play-in. LeBron with a gangbusters performance and his return back to Cleveland on Monday night. Celtics really rolling and not in a little hot streak. I mean, 27-7, and that's what? That's more than a third of the season, right, Eddie Spaghetti? So they're looking good. The Eastern Conference in the NBA is going to be good stuff. Matt Ryan is now a cult. Of course, you know Deshaun Watson is on the Browns, a great podcast with former Browns fan Rachel Bonetta available for you. Extra points, me, Cousin Sal, and Marty Weiss got to catch up with her. Sounds like she's going wherever Baker is going to land. We'll figure out where he's going to go. Some big names in free agency still out there, keeping track of all of that. And, uh, you know, Kenny Pickett's hand is bigger, Eddie Spaghetti. That's big news as uh, pro days are going down. Your Yankees are in some trouble. I want to save that though for Kevin Hench to get his thoughts. But do you want to say anything about that right now to get in front? I'm of am not. Yeah,
2: I, I appreciate you giving me the the floor. The time I want to, you know to, you, you do, yeah, you're to, the spokesperson
0: get, here. So if you have a prepared statement, that would be best
2: to get ahead of it. Yeah. Well, it's it's just a it's a weird scenario because this happened. This back in 2017, the Yankees had their cell phone and dugout incident at the same time. The Red Sox had the Apple Watch. Incident, what you're not allowed to do, and I, I according to the Yankees, Randy Levine, um, it was his words. He said that he wanted this this letter to be closed because it would open up another can of worms. Because apparently the Yankees were helping the MLB against the Astros, and they had some information, whatever. So they said it should be closed. Now they want it opened. Like I'm not that upset by it because every single team in the Major League Baseball cheats, whether it's stealing signs or whatever they have to do. Uh, I'm not sure if every team went to the extent of the Astros with the with the buzzers and all that and the cameras and uh, obviously that's why the Astros were the really the only team to get into severe trouble from that. And plus, the Astros have uh, also gotten trouble before for draft. Uh, manipulation years back, so they're an organization that's just used to this. Look, the like uh, uh, the Yankees—they're in the headline because it's their owner or, or co-owner who wants to open this, who wanted the letter to be closed. But they weren't the only team that was being looked at. And like I said, the Sox were in on it too. But there's a reason why only the Astros from that timeline really got slammed with it. So it's the Yankees' bigger problem is why every other team was signing big name free agents and they're not. Uh, that's, that's the issue.
0: It is weird. Yeah. It's very on Yankees. Like, um, all right, we'll dig in on that one a little bit more here. Um, when, when, uh, Hench is with us right now, let's do a couple best bets and then we'll get to Brinson for the QB league. And there's much news where the QBs are concerned here. Um, Make sure you protect yourself against upsets this March. I mentioned March Madness. It is, of course, with us. Uh, Make sure you use Bracket Parlay Insurance on FanDuel Sportsbook. Right now, all customers can get up to $25 back each day if your parlay of three legs or more falls one leg short. All you do is you build your own parlay based on the team's playing Today, parlays, of course, we're talking about later in the week, but parlays are great because you can turn a small bet into a big payday, and with cash out, the ball's in your court, so you can close out your bet whenever you want before the game is even over. If you're new to FanDuel, just sign up with the promo code minus three, the word minus the number three once again. Then you can bet the bracket all tournament long. That's promo code minus three on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. I think I'm really in on Arizona. Um, after they survived in overtime. Maybe they didn't even deserve to, but I feel like every team gets that test somewhere along the way. There was the Wildcats test. I think that they get to the Final Four here, and in... Um, NHL action, Eddie Spaghetti. I'm looking at that one. Some fun matchups there. The Oilers. I was re- I mean, what what a dandy game! If you happen to catch any of that, some of the great stars in in hockey right now. The Oilers and the Avs on Monday night was a was a dandy. Although I did say it would go over six and a half, I was wrong. And when I'm wrong, I say I'm wrong. It still felt like a game that had a hefty goal total because the end end action. I do like the Stars though at home. The Oilers coming off of a tough one in uh, in Denver. I like the Stars uh, laying a goal and a half at plus two hundred five there. And I'm gonna say that the Pens get a real uh, a real jolt from their new addition and they're coming together um, as a, as a team that's playoff ready. I like the Pens minus the goal and a half against the visiting Blue Jackets, who are a little more gutted than they were at the start of the week. You have a best bet you want to throw out here, Spaghetti.
2: Yeah, uh, for quickly with March Madness, uh, I pick Gonzaga in our EP bracket, and I don't want to pick them to have a consequences. So uh, any game that Gonzaga's playing, I'm I'm siding with Gonzaga. I know they're not a strong one. See, like everyone that they used to be, but sometimes in sports, you see that team that the year they're supposed to win, they don't win it. And then the year that the roster isn't as good, somehow they have the magic to win it. So I'm hoping that's what happens with uh, Mark Fuse team there. and The Gonzaga Bulldogs win it. But for hockey bets, uh, I'll give out a couple of Wednesday bets in case, you know, you catch minus three today a little bit later in the end. You can't put those bets in in time there's three games tomorrow that i think are pretty easy to bet on starting with your penguins they're on the road at buffalo the goal and a half i like the like you just said penguins they added another winger got, got to go along with malkin and ricard raquel and i think the roster as it is even without raquel would have been good enough to beat the savers there uh, on the road the avalanche are at home i know they're atlantis cog their leading goal score they're burning to play in the canucks though not a very good team avalanche at home uh probably still the favorite to win the the Stanley Cup. And another interesting game Blackhawks, Ducks, two pretty poor teams. I w- I did have high hopes for the Ducks this season. I know they just moved on from Raquel and a few other players, but they still have Trevor Zegers, uh, you know, and their, their other core guys there. And they're a young team. They will be good in time. They're at home, given the goal on half. I like the Ducks to beat the Blackhawks. Who um, are now without Mark Andre Fleury?
0: Man, I'm yeah. I, I'm looking at uh, the next couple of days worth of NHL, and I could weigh in on a bunch of these. But instead, let's weigh in on the pro football league with our guy Will Brinson after a quick break. <laughs> All right. Here he is, everybody. Fan favorite, to be sure. A Shecky Award contender each and every year. And, of course, the host of CBS Sports' Pick 6 podcast every day for you football fans, don't you know? It's our old pal, Will Brinson. What's the poop, fella? What's up, Sheck? Um, We even go more than
1: daily sometimes because this time of year... When, you know, when every single quarterback in the NFC gets traded to the AFC over the course of two weeks, you just have to have emergency podcasts. Like, you, do, you know, it's got to happen. Um, and uh, in fact, we were recording a mock draft podcast with Ryan Wilson on Monday. And it was like, you're seeing these, you know, Twitter alerts pop up and the buzz is, you know, the Matt Ryan thing is happening. And then, like, before we can even wrap up the podcast, Matt Ryan gets traded to the Colts. I mean, what a world.
0: It is fascinating. And so if you're doing it daily, then you, you heard about Deshaun Watson going to the Cleveland Browns. I, I did hear about that. Yeah, uh, right. What do you think about that?
1: Um, there's a, a lot to unpack there. Uh, are you asking me from a moral perspective or a football perspective?
0: Well, you know what? In fact, let's push that so that we don't get too heavy because in case it goes that way, because
1: I know that's your way.
0: That's um, true. I am, a, I
1: am a deep. I'm a deep thinker.
0: You're, you're a football fan, but you're a human being first. So we'll get into that in a minute. And we were just talking before we got going here. Eddie Spaghetti is over the moon as we speak because he just found out that he got tickets to go and see his beloved Eddie Vedder and Company Pearl Jam in Las Vegas. Mm. And I've asked him before about this, like what what sport, what things would he give up in favor of Pearl Jam? So I ask you, you're a fish guy, right, Brinson? Love fish. Okay. Okay. So, I mean, not the seafood, but maybe you like seafood or just uh, sea creatures in general. But we're I, I about am the a band big fan of eating
1: seafood, but the band fish with the P is is one of my one of my one of my favorite. This is probably my favorite band.
0: Well, now I have to ask you this question: You have to give up. Uh, you can only eat the flesh of one beast for the rest of your life, to the exclusion of all others. Which would it be? And you can go. I, I have to divide. Sea creatures into two categories, shellfish, and ah. then all others. And then beef, swine, mm. chicken. You know what? I'll even give you chicken and turkey Ooh. and duck and duck because that's uh, the mood I'm in right now.
1: I am um, – I don't like the idea of giving up the shellfish because I, like, I, just, I actually just had crab cakes for lunch. Um,
0: Whoa, Mr. Yeah. Fancy Pants. That's They're what happens like- in – That's what happens in the Carolinas. I imagine that that's what it's like your life that somehow you have like seersucker shorts on right now. And you, right. You're getting ready for the masters and everything.
1: Uh, Yeah. I I mean, not that far off, but the, the crab, the crab cakes were actually, they, we had bought them on sale. They were long story short. They were going to be used for dinner last night, got pushed. And I didn't want to let them sit around too long. So I I fired them up Uh, for lunch, but I I mean, it's definitely a seafood pick for me. The question is shell or non-shell. I think, I think I'm probably going non non crustacean because hmm. you know you just like, like I love shrimp and oysters and all that, but like the the you know like I don't want to eat fried shrimp and fried oysters for the rest of my life. And I think that the variety of the fish here. You know, with uh, tuna and salmon and all that, you're healthy. You can do a lot of things with it. Uh, you can, you know, you get that. You can do if you need a fish fry, you can get you can get your. You know, if you need some fry mm. action, you can get the fish fry that way. So I think the variety of fish. I'm probably going with that. Tuna is probably my favorite thing to eat, but the idea of giving up shrimp and oysters and, and crab is, is is concerning.
0: Well, I mean, listen, this isn't a, a, an easy thing to give up, but uh, boy, bold choice. You're going to survive a long time. Not, I mean, live. I don't know. Living eating salmon and tuna for the rest of your days? No more ribs? No. It's not more staples, It's not no living, It's no, not it's living. surviving. That's what I said. I said you're going to yeah. survive. You'll be around for a, an extra decade or three versus me, but I'll have truly lived eating my barbecue <laughs> and such. Anyway, listen, we don't have time for that. Although I want to talk about football, but then I mentioned the Masters and I don't know you're big on golf too. You have the the your fancy um, flagstick flag or whatever from, uh, from the Masters and all that. What, uh, what do you think about Phil Mickelson not making the tournament, a major event in, in golf for him it's, to miss out on?
1: It's pretty crazy because I thought – so Phil – the running theory in golf is that Phil was suspended, but the, mm-hmm. the PGA Tour will not comment. They, they have a policy. They won't comment on suspensions, and they don't announce suspensions. And so Phil you know, stepped away from golf. Now, the PGA Tour has no – Like Michael choice. Jordan.
0: Another yeah. Carolina guy, right?
1: There you go. Um, the The PGA Tour has no jurisdiction over the Augusta because it's run by the Masters. So Phil could, in theory, go to Augusta and play, and just be like, "You can't do anything to me." And as they did with Tiger Woods when he had the big sex car scandal, the, the Augusta would have the ability to sort of shield and protect Phil from, you know, being grilled by reporters and and constant harassment fans. If you, if you said anything to him as a fan, you gone. Um, So I sort of wonder is Phil, it was Phil told if you go to Augusta and play and talk and do your normal Phil stuff, then we will attack on another six months of your suspension. And maybe he's like, all right, I'm, I'm not going to play now. And that's Hmm. why he's in the, so I, I can't imagine it's like Phil, not wanting to play there. Like he has a legit chance to win and, and tack on another major, you know, just, I mean, we saw him win at the PGA tour. He's another, it would be unlikely. He, I think he's like 95 to one in the betting markets, but um, still I would think that if he could play, he would play.
0: We're close enough. In fact, why don't you throw out a best bet for everybody um, in the masters who brings home the, uh, the green jacket. And then I have another question for you about uh, the green jacket.
1: You know who I think is going to win it is, uh, and, and unfortunately, I mean, not unfortunately because I had him outright, but at the, uh, at the players, I mean, I think Cam Smith might win the Masters. The other guy who I think has a really good shot now that he's uh, ripped the Band-Aid off on uh, winning an event is Scotty Scheffler. So I, I need to look at the odds on FanDuel Sportsbook, but I, I would lean towards Scotty if he's more, Scotty's 17 to 1 and Cam is, where's Mr. Smith? Oh, if he's, if he, oh my goodness, is this like a great value? I don't even see him on here. Oh, that's, oh, that's the match play. Excuse me. Majors. Let's check out the masters. Cameron Smith, 14 to one. Scotty Shuffler, Scotty Shelfer 27 to one. I'll take that. That's my best bet.
0: That's fun and juicy. Yeah. I like that one quite a bit. And then where the green jacket's concerned, would you rather have a green jacket or a gold jacket?
1: Ooh. I would rather not for green- fashion's
0: sake. No, I don't mean it from a fashion perspective, from I a mean, legacy earning perspective, right?
1: I would take the green jacket hmm. because I think it's you know, if you're if the cold jacket, you are definitely set for life financially and you're a member of the exclusive club in Canton. But that club in Canton does not grant you access to play Augusta whenever you want, which is something that I would take a extreme advantage of if I were to win. Uh, a a a, a go a green jacket at Augusta by by and because th- the risk is you could win a Masters and never win another tournament and financially you know you you'd be fine but you wouldn't be like a guy who signed three NFL contracts.
0: Boy, you've really broken this down as keenly as anyone I've ever asked a question to, and I think you're right. As long as you feel like maybe I don't know maybe the wife's family has some loot or something like that as a fallback, that would be the one kid. But yes, free access to, to Augusta for the rest of your life is hard to beat. You're so right. But maybe the Velvet Ropes in Canton, you know, those swing open for you too if you got the gold jacket anywhere you go. So if you're an Anyhow. NFL
1: Hall of Famer, I'm guessing you can get on some decent golf courses as well, like around you know, like you're 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 pretty you know you're pretty famous if you're an NFL Hall of Famer.
0: Yeah, but then again, Bob Greasy has a gold jacket, so that diminishes the whole thing. You know, it's not as impressive that you have that. All right, listen, let's talk about pro football now, shall we? And I really think uh, we always enjoy talking to Will Brinson, of course, um, but especially right now for a number of the uh, the the big names that we mentioned so far, Deshaun Watson, Matt Ryan coming from Atlanta. Brinson is in ACC, SEC country, so he's the perfect guy to to talk about. With that, let's start with Maddie Ice there and you know, I, I go on and on and you've heard me do it. And, and as in fact, we've done our NFC South QBs. That used to be the home, the cradle <laughs> not gonna, of
1: Not going to be a tough one this year if we do it check. It's
0: No, indeed, but I think our, what we what we what we collectively announced was the cradle of pro football QB in in the 21st century. The NFC South has now been shattered into at least Two or three pieces here. Matt Ryan now on his way to the AFC South. We'll get to the AFC West, which is the new home for, for the cradle of QBs. But what do you make of? I talk about QB saturation all the time. And people misinterpret that and say, like, well, there's, you know, the Matt Ryan's that good. Jimmy G is out there. The point is that it's still a small group in the upper class of QBs. There's still only five to seven drivers of these things that can carry teams that are mediocre to to great heights. But the middle class is so beefy now. Like if you're the 28th or 29th or 30th best, 30th best team, you're going to have a halfway decent quarterback, much better than you would have had, say, than a dozen years ago. There, there were way more ham and play, starting in the NFL back then. But so Matt Ryan is a nice little throwy. I mean, like, oh, yeah. Oh yeah, you, he's down there in Atlanta wasting away. And now all of a sudden, I think he makes the, the Colts uh contender in what should be a kind of soft AFC South again. How say you on number two to the Colts?
1: So just to the point on the 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 middle class, like nobody wants Baker or Jimmy. And those guys, exactly. Jimmy has been Jimmy has been to a Super Bowl and been to an like was on the brink of a second Super Bowl trip. Uh Baker has taken took the Browns to the playoffs. Like, sort of, I get that nobody wants Baker. It's fine. Baker, like, he's a locker room problem. But, like, he took the Browns to the playoffs. That's something that hadn't happened for them in a long time. At any rate, um, Matt Matt Ryan, my theory is that, and I I feel like this is pretty substantiated by everything we've heard and, and sort of the buzz around the NFL, but that Matt Ryan is sitting there minding his own business hanging out, getting ready to struggle through another Falcon season. But he's sort of optimistic because the Panthers and Saints look like they're going to stink. Tom Brady's retired. Hey, maybe we can win this division. And then all of a sudden, Brady comes back and the Falcons jump at the chance to get Deshaun Watson. And I think when they did that, they knew, they really, they appreciate Matt Ryan. They respect Matt Ryan. And I think they told him, listen, we have a chance to potentially get Deshaun Watson. We wanted to let you know about this and we'll we'll keep you updated. And as it sort of got closer and they're like, all right, we think we might be able to get him if, but we have a problem, that restructure we agreed to will kind of sink any chance that we can ship, ship you somewhere else. Would you be willing to hold off on that restructure and push back this bonus as they did later and we'll get you where you need to go? So Matt Ryan does all that. And he's like, yeah, that's fine. But you ship me to Indy or San Francisco? And nowhere else. Like you can't ship me to Cleveland or, or not Cleveland, but you can't ship me to Carolina. And, and so the... Sean bails on the Falcons goes back to the Browns and they're like, oh, "Okay, Matt." So he's like, uh-uh, "You know what? I I still want the trade. And we have a deal, we have a handshake agreement. I want the trade to Indy. You guys figure it out." And they're like, "Well, we, you know, we can't we can't force this guy to stay here. That that ultimately that would be a disaster for us from a PR perspective. Let's do right by Matt Ryan." And now the Falcons are just left like holding the bag with with nothing to show for and they're no longer as Terry Fontenot said let, this offseason, trying to have our cake and eat it, too, with a rebuild and a, and, a, and, a, and a, you know, like they're trying to rebuild while also retooling or whatever that he wants to call it.
0: Do you? So it's Marcus Mariota, it would appear. And, uh, you know, a lot of these teams, as we speak, Malik Willis's pro day is going on. Um, I assume the Seahawks would love to, to make that happen. I don't think they can do it from their current spot. A lot of Pittsburgh Steelers fans are hoping Malik Willis, they really are going to have to move a lot of stuff around to to make that one happen. To me, um, I think Atlanta, but Detroit is to me where he's going to wind up. If, so, if somebody's going to have to jump into that slot, do you think that are, are you reading the same tea leaves as I am? You, mean,
1: you think somebody has to jump to one, jump the Jaguars to or, one.
0: Or or compel Detroit with uh, with uh, a juicy enough offer to to move down from number two
1: there. It's kind of weird because it's sort of like I agree. I tend to agree with you. Although the the way that the and by the way, I didn't even really answer your question. I do think uh, I do think Matt Ryan will be successful and have a bounce back season with the Colts just because Frank Reich's system is set up to help a veteran quarterback and he won't have to you know, throw the ball seven hundred times. Or even
0: and do we agree? I'm, I know we're bouncing around. So yeah, do you agree that's with fine, me on that? no 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 that's my fault that's that's <laughs> always my fault brinson as you know please um it's my way uh my brain is wired this way so do you buy though that uh he's the best qb they've had since andrew luck i know phil rivers is your guy oh, but i mean I think, I, I, I
1: think phil and matt ryan are one a one b and then carson Wentz is like tie 55 down there somewhere um but uh so on the Malik Willis thing as we
0: unfortunately, but, but, but I do want to say, but I I just with Matt Ryan, cause we'll <laughs> move on to some other stuff with Matt Ryan, he's their best quarterback and the roster is not the exact same. It needs a, uh, it needs a little punch up around number two there, but right now they are even with the Titans in, uh, in, in AFC oh, yeah. South, uh, odds. I, th- you know, I think if they jazz things up just a little bit, this could be the best Colts team we've seen in three or four years. And that's not, I mean, you know, it's funny how things move in in, within one football season, but there were six weeks there where it appeared the Colts were the best team in the conference. People kind of have moved on from that got swept up in Burrow, the rise of Burrow and all that kind of stuff. But, the Colts are, and uh, in, in, again, in a relatively soft South. I think they have a chance to do what the Titans did last year and take a shot at the, the number one overall seed. Anyhow, back to Malik Willis. But
1: I'm not going to point out that the Colts have enough cap space to sign Teron Armstead, right. left tackle, and really beef up their situation and then maybe bring in a receiver. And then all of a sudden they should be the favorites. I'm not going to point that out because you asked me about Malik Willis. Um, I, on Willis, like, there's a lot of people, smart people. Like yourself, myself, other people I've talked to around the league who think that uh, Malik Willis is is a, is could go number two to the Lions. And it's interesting because they're, they don't, I don't think, I think they're being purposely patient about their rebuild. I think they're actually doing a good job for once. Usually they, you know, most teams, the Panthers are doing a terrible job. They're trying to rush it and like, you know, we just got to bring a quarterback in and that'll solve everything. It's like, no, it's not. You You need some infrastructure around it to help the guy out unless he's, Aaron Rodgers in his prime, you know, ready to go. Even Tom Brady needed the infrastructure, you know, when he came into the league. So, the way the Lions have gone about building in the trenches the, like last year, add the defensive linemen, get you know, get get build up mm-hmm. some offensive linemen, they're signing some nice receivers to cheaper deals, they're going to try and add some more guys in the draft. Amon, Amon St. Brown looks like a, a really nice player. You know, they have TJ Hawkins in there. So they're they're starting to sort of build something. And The question is when do you want to drop that quarterback in there? The bills did it the perfect way. Build everything out and then drop Josh Allen in there and let him grow in that ecosystem. And I think Malik Willis could be good for the Lions because you have Jared Goff and you're going to play Jared Goff in 2022. You can legitimately say, we're taking Willis at two. We're going to drop him in here. He's going to learn, he's going to work the system. He's going to get, you know sort of take time to develop, a la, like a la the Mahome's plan. And Jared Goff's going to be our guy for 2022. And then in 2023, we'll see if Malik's ready, we can go with it. And if not, we still have Goff there as maybe a backup. So I think they make a lot of sense for Malik Willis at two, if they do like him
0: that much. I, I, You and I are seeing it exactly the same. I think that's what they do. They have that luxury adjacent guy in Jared Goff who can fill in capably For this season. Yeah, I I think it sets up perfectly. So all this stuff is is so much jive around everybody else who wants them. And I think the Seahawks are going to be sad to see it happen that way. I think the Panthers in your neck of the woods are in a weird spot. You say they're trying to rush things because they have to. Matt Rule has to. I I don't Mm. think Kenny Pickett makes sense necessarily for them
1: you you wish casting Kenny Pickett down to down to Pittsburgh is that what you're doing
0: I'd love it but I I I do kind of the more I think about it it doesn't exactly make sense if he's sitting there 20 given what they've done they they if you buy that they kind of sorta are okay with Mason Rudolph I said all along he wasn't gonna be the long-term answer for just this season. And when I say long-term, I mean playing in week 15 of 2022. I thought he might, you know, I could see him starting the first few weeks if things break. But now that you throw Trubisky in there and Dwayne Haskins, I think that they can probably convince themselves we have three options. One will rise and that will be a, a satisfying solution at least for this season and and maybe for the next couple of seasons um, we go go ahead and weigh in on that. As a matter of fact, because you've seen a fair amount of Rich, Mitch Trubisky, um, in his collegiate days, how say you on Trubisky and the the chances? I mean, yet you, you do have to be glass half full as a pro football fan, but there is some evidence, even in this millennium. I'm not going all the way back to Jim Plunkett mid-career switching to the Raiders and then winning a couple of Super Bowls. There are some examples of guys oh, yeah. who have kind of turned it around. How say you on Mitch Trubisky and how high he can rise as an individual talent as and as the quarterback of a pro football team that happens to be in what is presenting as a really rugged conference this season?
1: Yeah, I mean, the AFC is absolutely stacked. And like, uh, I mean, what is Trubisky? I was doing the rankings of the AFC quarterbacks just offhand and it, Trubisky's probably like, Thirteen or fourteen, and that's not an insult to Mitch. It's just, I mean, like Matt Ryan's ten, you know, and and Matt Ryan is a proven veteran, and and you know, Mitchell Trubisky, a reclamation project. I thought the. Buzz the 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 Buffalo Buzz was a bit heavy handed with you know it's like oh Mitch has been a model citizen and he's really learned things along the way it's like yeah well, he's a backup like what is he, what was he supposed to do yeah, like, I mean but the thing with him coming out when the Bears drafted him ahead of Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes something that never gets mentioned I'm sure um is that he had only played twelve games at Carolina and that Larry Fedora system is not some you know, super pro style system where you're, you know, you're you're going to just easily transition to the NFL. He gets to the Bears. They've got John Fox as the head coach. They've brought in my, my pal Mike Glennon um as the veteran. And and this is what they could do to Trubisky, but they could Trubisky Trubisky, by the way, and draft Kenny Pickett. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but so Glennon's there, and they did the exact same thing with Andy Dalton and Justin Fields. Like, literally the exact same thing. The quotes, the timeline, the draft, the, ti- the quotes in the offseason about, oh, no, no, Andy's our guy, Mike's our guy. Exactly the same. And then in week five, they yank the veteran out because they're losing, and they throw the rookie in there. And, you know, so he has this, what, like, 11 games with John Fox, and then Matt Nagy comes in to try and fix him, and, there's just, and they have success season one, and there's just immediate pressure on this quarterback to be better and this coach to to win. And I I don't think Nagy did that bad of a job coaching. Like he won a lot of games for them. Um, To me, it's more Ryan Pace. And so I do think there's a chance that Trubisky throughout all of this. And with that year off to sort of get some reps in the bill system to learn, you know, to be, be a more professional caliber quarterback. I think the ceiling is there. I mean, he's still really young and he has upside to be drafted as high as he was. Why can't he be good now? And it would be the perfect Steelers thing, too, because we've talked about the Steelers as a landing spot for one of these 2018 quarterbacks for years. It's like, you know, the Jets are gonna screw up Sam Darnold and Pittsburgh will get him and fix him. Or like, you know, the the not maybe the Browns with Baker, and who knows, maybe that still happens. So I think this Trubisky thing it made a ton of sense. I like the idea of signing him. And with Haskins and Mason, I think Trubisky just has way more upside than those guys. I wouldn't be surprised if um Depending on who the new GM is, and we don't like do you have a it, I just assume they would go with Omar Khan.
0: I think I but they also need a football guy too. Khan is yeah. uh, Khan is second to none in in working and manipulating the contracts and everything, yes. but they do need he needs it minimum apart. And
1: obviously, and obviously Omar knows football too, but like his specialty, it's sort of like right. Russ Paul and Brian Gudekunst in in Green Bay. Like you have a guy who is like more influenced by cap and and and, and maneuvering. So I kind of thought that they would do it like Ozzie and DaCosta did in Baltimore, where it's Ozzie's final draft. You take the quarterback. And then not only does that, it's like a parting gift from, from, from Ozzie, but it also shields DaCosta in in a sense. Like if, if Lamar had hadn't panned out, and was a disaster. DaCosta can be like, you know, Ozzie was a great GM and this was just pick just didn't work out and that's okay. You know, like, and so you could do the same sort of thing at Pittsburgh where Colbert picks the quarterback, on the way out. And it, this actually happened in Buffalo with EJ Manuel. but then Doug Whaley took it, took credit for EJ Manuel before he sucked, which was just idiotic. Like leave it on the last guy, man. Like you can, you can pin it on the old guy. Don't get fired over
0: it. And you talk about the same old names coming around and everything else. I do think that's exactly what Colbert has in mind. That's what he promised he was going to do. He wasn't going to leave. The organization till they felt until he felt they were set up with the the quarterback of the future Doug Whaley now one of the names floating around as uh, as being that guy to replace him but um but yeah I do think that you might you could see des Ritter I could see Sam Howell I wonder Ooh. what chance uh, you talk about trubisky I wonder if then uh Sam Howell is a second round guy I don't know if he's there if he if he lasts that long to the second round I wouldn't be stunned or even uh, Chad Ryder, Chad Ryder, two weeks ago was on this very show, and he said he thinks that's the guy that Pittsburgh's ultimately going to go with at twenty. Which, wow, is interesting. I, you know, I don't know if it's inspiring, but Baker Mayfield, he went first in 2018, and it's a you, you mentioned Mitchell Trubisky, and and I, I keep bringing it up. I you know uh, not not to um, poke at any of our pals who. Um, or draft analysts, but you know it's a 60-40 proposition if you're good at doing it, evaluating these guys. Mitch Trubisky went ahead of Watson um, and Patrick Mahomes, but Baker Mayfield to me, I think th- is a buy low guy. I think Carolina, if I'm the Panthers, I would I would absolutely be bringing Baker Mayfield in. I think if you dropped him into the NFC. Right now in 2022, I think he, he you know, probably has you in contention for a playoff spot. You know, I think the other sleeping giant, you know, there it's a handful of teams in the NFC right now. And it's fascinating because it's kind of a death match between Brady and Rodgers. This is probably yes. their last. I mean, we know in- for Brady, but those in- two teams are.
1: Yeah, Stafford and Dak in there too, but but I agree with you. It's like a, it's like okay, look, <laughs> this
0: conference is wide.
1: I mean, those guys are winning their their divisions, right? I mean, they're just going to win their divisions.
0: Well, the, yes, I agree. But if you put Bake on the Panthers and Jameis now back with the Saints, is intriguing to me that that roster continues to. I mean, it's it, it's worse than what it was a month ago, but still. I don't I, like you say if Armstead moves, then that really will shake things up. But uh, but but they're an interesting team to consider right now. But I think Baker Mayfield. Where do you think he winds up? I, and do you agree he's a good buy low um, option right now? I'm talking about for the next five years and what will how will perceive Baker Mayfield, pro football QB, five years from now versus this moment when he feels like a punchline to most people.
1: Yeah, I I don't. I I always liked Baker and thought Baker, you know, obviously, in hindsight, Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson, two best quarterbacks in the draft class. Um, I still thought that Baker had a ton of upside. I still think he has a ton of upside. And I would be the, – the problem for the Panthers is, like, can they really have two – can they really have the number one and number three overall pick in the 2018 draft at $36 million combined on their, on their roster? Like, it's almost – if they sucked, it's just – that's the punchline. You know, and I don't know – I don't know how good Baker will be behind an offensive line that's just a problem. Um, but Carolina has to do something in, in terms of upgrading the court. They, they have been spurned now by Matthew Stafford, Deshaun Watson, and Carson freaking Wentz. Like <laughs> Those guys would refuse to go to Carolina and play for David Tepper and Matt Rule. So if, if you're Carolina and you're desperate to get this quarterback, you have two options. You either draft one or you trade one the Pittsburgh connections are like the, the temple Matt Mm -hmm. committed to Matt rule and temple. David Tepper's a huge pit alum. I mean, the connections are almost like so obvious. You could see them yanking on Kenny Pickett at six. Like, I think if I were mocking today, if I were doing a draft, if I were doing a mock draft today and I couldn't like, I would put Kenny Pickett at six to them. I agree.
0: And I I think that it's exactly on the human level. I think Tepper Maybe allows for Kenny Pickett allows Matt Rule one extra year. Whereas, if it weren't Kenny Pickett and Pickett specifically, I think it would be like, hey, "Hey, Matt, you better you better make some hay this coming season, or we're looking for another head coach." But they I think the pit thing, I I legitimately think it's like. Okay, couple years develop this kid. I like him a lot, Mister Small Hands. By the way, I'm worried for Kenny Pickett's sake. As a uh, speaking, as a human being and and an empath, you know me to be. I'm worried that Kenny Pickett, his hand is getting bigger, but is he doing the left hand too? Because what if what if his what if his right hand just winds up way bigger? Like this is Kenny Pickett, you know. Then I'm worried for him as as you know from a life standpoint.
1: Because yeah, and you think about it too. Like you have a compressed timeline. When it comes to the draft, do you do you really have the time to have your left hand expanded? Because right. I mean, we're talking. Remember, Brandon Allen did this a few years ago because uh, his hands were too small too, and and he got to the pro day. It's like it grown an eighth of an inch. It's like what the hell? Mm-hmm. And he's just having it constantly massaged and stretched out and and yeah, and it pulled. And so I mean, that's probably painful. It's time consuming. Do you really want to double down, or are you okay having? hands that are opposite sides, or maybe the hands, maybe you do the left after the draft, you know, when you got more time and you've been picked high and you're rich, and you can sit around and have the the hand worked on. I don't, I
0: don't know. That's a good question. I what would- if you want to play golf? What if, what if Kenny Pickett wants to be a two sport athlete, probably out the window. If he's got the one giant mitt and the other one, like, well, how's the golf club going to even work that way? What if he likes to make sushi in his free time? Probably going to be a lot more difficult at best, you know, like try to, Roll the, you know, this is a, this yeah. is a can of worms.
1: Oh, yeah. It's a, it's a whole, I think you have to do the left one as well. But the question is, right. time-wise, do you, do you have the time right now to do a left hand? Um, so, would you, would you, by the way, I think Sam Howell is, like, he was the consensus number one pick going into this last college football season. Like a Heisman Trophy favorite, Carolina's right. top ten, and they just- Well, unless he,
0: behind, unless he was behind Spencer Rattler. <laughs> and, that's right, yeah. and Keaton Slovis, Kidani <laughs> Slovis, dude, you know Kenny Pickett's gone, but so what? Kidani Slovis Keaton is here. Slovis, right? dude, that um, dude's gonna win the Heisman, I think.
1: I think he was like five to one to win the Heisman. It's ridiculous. It's just whoever's the whoever's <laughs> the, the quarterback for like five schools is the you know like the favorite to win the Heisman just because. Just remember, that's,
0: how, that's right. Just rem- but but the point with that is just remember when you listen to listen to the people saying. I don't, I don't think there are any good quarterbacks in this draft. I do don't know there, there aren't any. These are the people like Spencer Rattler, first overall pick in 2022. Watch out for that one. He's going to be. Right, gonna, right. So anyway, yeah. got, uh, no, I, mean,
1: I think Sam Howell is at least a buy low option with a ton of upside. He's got a live arm, great on the vertical ball. His biggest problem for me is like, I don't know how much Carolina games you watch, but that dude would, he's not that big. And he would try and truck stick people like he would run for contact and try to drag people into the end zone. And if he does that at the NFL level, he's just going to be in a coffin in, in three, in less than three years. I mean, it's just, it's unsustainable at the NFL level. So I'm curious how that will work out for him as he transit.
0: I can't get over the, I can't get over uh, the, the pigskin doppelganger effect of Baker Mayfield. I mean, it is second to none. At it really least, is. Crazy. It's because cr- the, you know, the, uh, the, the body tight. even then he even takes his hat, his hat off. And you're like, he even looks like I'm under the helmet. What the, what the, yeah. so he's that's, like a, that's a turnoff to me, but he's
1: like a, he's like a frat boy, frat boy, Baker or something like that. You know, like, <laughs> well, like, what's like
0: Baker, if he, if Baker's like a, not a frat boy. <laughs> Baker's like a,
1: Baker's like a, um, like a, like a, bro like he's like a random bro like he's like he's not i don't hmm. see i don't i you know what i mean like baker's like, like bandana around his head or maybe he's <laughs> just a different frat bro like yeah. you know like they're, like like sam howell i feel like is is um is wearing like lacoste shirts with the collar popped like that
0: that that difference from Baker. so he's in the uptight fraternity from animal yes. house and bake yes. is i don't know if he's i don't know if he's in blue she's frat
1: no, he's in like a he's in like another
0: frat that we don't see. He's yeah, he's not, not cool enough, right? Yeah, he's not right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay, let let's do this because I I swear I always when I when when it's Brinson I'm, I I say to Brinson let's just do fifteen minutes here that'll be good nice and tight and then we end up just babbling about this that and the other. All right, answer me this. Here's the here's the the recurring point that I throw throw out, and I feel curmudgeonly when I say it. In response to the game analyst every week who says, like, Joe Burrow or, you know, Dan Orlovsky said it to be nice about for, for Bengals fans after they had lost the Super Bowl. Don't worry. Joe Burrow, this kid's going to win a lot of Super Bowls. Like, they only give out one Lombardi a year, you see, and this gets in the way, and Joe Burrow's not the only good one. And so Patrick Mahomes only has one and he's really good. And Justin Herbert hasn't even made the playoffs. You see what I'm getting at? It's hard.
1: Aaron Rodgers has one Super Bowl. When you when guys are really
0: good and, and, and playing concurrently and they only give out the one, it's hard for every guy who's really good. This guy, this young man's gonna win multiple Super Bowls in our league. Tell me this. Who give me one quarterback or two if you can think of that many? That will win as many as two Super Bowls over the next decade.
1: Two Super Bowls over the next decade. I mean, if you're picking, it's Patrick Mahomes.
0: I think. Well, you, um, do, you, do you do? I'm not. I'm not including the one he already has. No, no, two more. Yeah, I mean, why would you? Uh, really, I'm surprised that you just. Oh well, it's got to be Mahomes. Actually, really? actually, you
1: know who, actually, I take that back. You know who they that the, Mahomes is a fine answer, I think, but the division is very difficult now, and the AFC is loaded. I think Josh Allen and the Bills maybe have the best, like, and you could say, I mean, you could say Matthew Stafford, you could say Aaron Rodgers, uh, Rodgers window probably too, small to Rodgers. If
0: Rodgers wins it this year, it's over, right? Doesn't he walk off into the sunset in Hawaii with a and lady just, on I mean, his shoulders just, and go play chicken for the rest of his days? Read and like, a- Rand and whatever else he does. Just
1: eat, just eat like bizarre, like mushroom fueled edibles. Like they're causing, yeah, yeah, sure. That makes sense. I mean, clearly his, uh, his intake has changed in the past. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, like, the hair is long. He's super chill now. Like, I mean, he's like out, like diving off cliffs, shirtless. I mean, it's a, yeah. It's a Hollywood,
0: Hollywood started like smoke this air. And like, yeah. I never tried that <laughs> stuff before. Like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And he's like, just, just, his just hair gets weird. long. His hair <laughs> gets long immediately. I, um, Starts I questioning think Josh the Allen, man all the time. Yeah. yeah anyway.
1: he's, he's like, I just don't understand. He's like, I mean, you just, I mean, you just blindly take this vaccine. It's like, well, yeah, let's do what the doctor tells me. All right, Bob um,
0: Marley. Let's go play yeah.
1: football. All right. Yeah. Shut up and throw the football, bro. Um, We can't, we can't. Um, I would say, I think Josh Allen is probably the answer because one, you have uh, immense talent. Got very close to to you know being in the conference championship game. I think the Bills may have beaten the Bengals, but who's to say? Um, two, you have stability in the organization. Three, you have you know a, a, a well as we as I pointed out earlier, like a, a, an ecosystem designed to help him continue to thrive. And then four, even though it's the AFC East and even though Belichick's there, like Belichick ain't coaching for you know is he going to coach ten more years? That would be pretty wild. So in theory. I'm not buying that the Jets and Dolphins are going to turn it around until I see them to actually turn it around. I mean, the Dolphins might might be selling the team. Steven Ross might be selling the team in six months. Uh, they just fired a guy for for sweeping Belichick and and you know winning ten games and, and or nine games or whatever it was. So um, I think Josh Allen is probably the answer, if only because in the NFC, I don't. I mean, who's the you know like Stafford? I don't think Stafford. Rodgers or Brady are going to play more than five years each. Like it's funny how
0: pack. it, when you ask this to people and you start talking about it, the team and the player, people always forget about, and maybe that's why he was belly aching three, four weeks ago is Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals. And that, and, sure. the, and, 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 and that's because with all respect is we know that they're never going to do it is I think deep down, right. We, we will remain skeptical of that team until they do anything to make us uh, second second guess ourselves. Um, I get the Josh Allen one makes some sense. Um, I think though, see, it's funny because you say Patrick Mahomes. I think legit, I, legitimately, they're going to be a third place team this year, and they could even be fourth place in that division. I really do. Spicy. Because what if that you know, by the time we're done here, the Raiders might have added the Honey Badger? <laughs> no.
1: By no. the way, please convey please convey to his older brother that I think Derek Carr is going to have a monster year and, and make me look bad. Like I'm expecting, um, I'm expecting big things from him in McDaniel's system with Devontae Adams. Like that's. Oh, I I have
0: no doubt about that. And I yeah. and I and I foretold of DeVonte Adams. People said what well, he would never leave. Aaron Rodgers said tag him and he's going to come back and once Rodgers is signed then everything will fall into place and I told everybody about about a week ago, watch out for Devontae Adams to the Raiders and here we are. Um I think I think they're going to be real good and I think that is an upgraded coach obviously that were uh, they were an all-time mess. Last year, and they made the playoffs. So, anyhow, last thing: how many games is Deshaun Watson suspended for?
1: Uh, six appealed down to four, and massive outrage.
0: Oh my but God! They-, they gotta shelve them, but they can't because you have the mess in D.C. with one of the owners. They can't b- shut down a player and be like looking the other way about one of the owners. That's the reason Correct. they that that Watson won't get what he deserves, which is a full year. Another full year away from the game. Will Brinson, we don't want to be away from you for any longer than we have to. And great news, uh, the Pick 6 Podcast, now available, streaming live on YouTube every day. What a treat, Brinson. Go get them. We'll talk about fish and what you would give up uh, for them in terms of (laughs) sports and otherwise. Go have some shellfish or or non-shellfish, whatever. Thanks for the time, Pally.
1: Always a pleasure, Shaq. Talk to you soon, buddy.
0: There he goes. You see why he won a Shecky Award in the past, and uh, we'll get him back for some more. T- see, Spaghetti, we we went uh, – I didn't expect to go more than 15 minutes with him, and what did we go there? Half hour? 40 we minutes. went
2: four, 41 minutes.
0: Jesus Christ. All right. What are you, uh big takeaway? I
2: agree with Will. On I said – I'm tr- not sure how many pods ago, but I did say I thought a quarterback would go two, and I said to bet – one of my best bets that week was bet – Malik Willis to be the first quarterback taken uh this was probably right before comment. Yep, you that did. size time and I and I agree with Will I think it makes sense for the the Lions like you could take Willis, you could let Jared Goff play and like not that he's the best quarterback to learn from but to me it's like yeah, I understand like drafting Aiden Hutchinson would be cool because he's the hometown guy but What's going to make your franchise go for like uh, go, you know, in the better direction? Is it a defensive end, or is it going to be a quarterback that everyone loves now, especially a mobile quarterback? I think if he has a really good pro day uh, that he's doing right now, I think that's that's the move to go second. So I'm glad that that will does agree with me on that. and i
0: I also think that um it does matter not to every single franchise, every single fan base, but the Lions need some splash. And they saw, That, you know, early in the season when Justin Tucker made the however long field goal, you know, they saw Lamar Jackson up close a game they were going to lose, by the way, but still that kind of dynamic player that can win games. I feel like the Detroit Lions, instead of being a punchline on Thanksgiving (laughs) <laughs> it would go a long way if they had an electric guy back there, plus DeAndre Swift. I, you know, then, then things are starting to come together and, and they're a fun watch, if nothing else. But all right, Stanley Cup playoffs coming, NBA playoffs, another weekend of college basketball. Oh, so much to kibitz about. Great news. We're going to do that with Kevin Hench later in the week here on Minus 3. Stay tuned there. Meantime, make sure you're betting along with us, FanDuel.com slash Minus 3. And until the second podcast this week and all the other great podcasts at the Extra Point Network, thanks so much, sports fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven.